0: Welcome to the Inside Startup Investing Podcast, powered by King's Crowd. As always, I'm your host, Chris Lestruno. From discussions with founders and VCs to industry experts and special guests, we want to provide you with the inside scoop on all things startup investing. Whether you're investing $50 a deal or $500,000 a deal, we have the stories you need to hear before clicking invest. From the metaverse to spaceflight and beyond, join us as we explore the world of startup investing for all. And now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Inside Startup Investing. As always, I'm your host, Chris Lestrino, and today I am joined by Rob Burnett, who is the CEO of the Net Capital Funding Portal. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the equity crowdfunding markets, what net capital is up to, what the future of the industry looks like, and have some fun. So with that, let's uh, let's hop in. Rob, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Chris. It's really fun to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, first off, as we kind of kick this off, I want to say congratulations. I know you just recently took on this new role as CEO of the Net Capital Funding Portal. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your time at Net Capital kind of leading up to this and then stepping into this position? Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, so, you know, as kind of most people in the in the kind of Reg CF space, I didn't have any experience with it because it only it's only existed for about six years. So you know my background is I was uh, at law school, um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, uh, realizing that kind of big law and, and and kind of practicing as attorney probably wasn't for me. Uh, and so through kind of a you know as often happens in the startup world, through kind of a very random series of events, I. Ended up uh, working briefly for TechStars and then met Jason Frischman, the founder of Net Capital, uh, on a webinar. Applied for a job, bought myself a ticket to Boston, and kind of the rest is history. I, I was offered a job and 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 kind of got grown from there. Uh, and at Net Capital, I started as a business development associate, kind of doing sales, working with issuers. Uh, trying to kind of grow net capital. And since then, I've kind of grown throughout the organization as the organization's grown. So I I was uh, head of business development, uh, then took over as kind of a a COO for the organization. And now, you know, my job is to kind of focus in on the funding portal itself and and make that work.
0: First off, congrats again. Um, I know that you're a regulated entity and you have to be careful with the things you say, especially uh, being a part of what is overall a a public company. Um, But what are some of the, you know, now stepping into this role, what are some of the Key priorities and areas that you're excited about for the business going forward. Uh,
1: I'm getting used to these these new these new things, so I can say that anyone who wants to read more about Net Capital Inc. or, or you know look at our, our forward-looking statements, things like that, they can read all of our uh, documents and filings on on the, on the SEC website and obviously come to netcapital.com. Um, so you know, forward-looking statements may not happen, but all that being said really excited for for uh, you know the year ahead. Um, you know 2021 was a really big year for the whole industry everything started to get really hot. there was a lot of really cool deals, a lot of really great things happening. and then 2022 with all the things that happened in the broader market was definitely a slower year I think for everybody. and I think what you're seeing across the industry is a a kind of refocusing on priorities, focusing on fundamentals. And and uh, kind of a, a renewed focus towards growth, and and I think that's what we're looking at, at in the capital for for the upcoming year. Really excited about it, and and some good early signs for sure. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I imagine you know that um, founders obviously see that numbers are down across the equity crowdfunding industry. Though I think if we look at our data, you know the industry was down about twenty percent, kind of year over year in Q four. Um, but if you look at the venture markets, I think it was down like over 50%. So yeah. uh, in some ways, the dollars are slowing, but slowing less so than we've seen in some of the other markets. Um, what are you hearing from founders? What are you seeing? Do people want to try and raise capital right now? Or are they trying to hold off?
1: Yeah, I think as we turned the corner into the year, there's been a much... Much less resistance to getting started, starting to raise things like that. So we're we're definitely feeling a lot of optimism on the founder side, and we're seeing a lot of you know towards the end of last year. I think there was a lot of you know I'm going to hold tight, see what happens. But we've seen a a, a big influx of issuers, uh, you know, as the year's kicked off. You know, we're about a month into the year, almost exactly at this point. So you know, I, I'm seeing a lot of optimism heading into the year, and we're also seeing an uptick on the investor side. Kind of anecdotally, the investor sentiment seems to be a little bit it seems to be warming things, people seem to be kind of excited and, and looking for the next deal.
0: Now, you know, if you look at um, one of the other numbers that we track is is number of deals coming to market. And surprisingly, I, I think it kind of reflects what you just said. The number of companies is in fact up, even though dollars are down. And I, I have a feeling it's this this idea that founders are recognizing that they're not going to be able to get capital elsewhere. And so they're willing and open to pursuing new channels. So hopefully, is actually laying a stronger foundation come, you know, late 2023, going into 2024. Um, But with that in mind, what are some of the kind of deal sourcing strategies and things that net capital is doing to help investors find exciting investment opportunities?
1: Yeah, and uh, I do think that's right, by the way, that, you know, as I've been in the industry and especially coming out of the legal industry, you know, there was—I mean, I remember getting on calls five, six years ago with partner's law firms, thinking that we were crazy, and there's no way that this type of financing is good for companies and all this craziness, and they would never let their clients do it. And now we get—I got on, I get on uh, calls with partners from law firms, like, "Oh yeah, we've done like twenty of those deals. We know exactly what we're doing. You got it. We're good to go." So I think you're definitely seeing a lot less resistance to this form of financing overall, which I think is really exciting because I think it has a lot of benefits and a lot of advantages. Um, one of which being for a lot of companies, you know, like, like you said, venture dollars are down and for a lot of companies, yeah, they might not be able to hit the, you know, the million or 5 million that they want to hit, but even some, for some companies getting 50 or 70 or hundred K in the door makes a massive difference in their ability to survive lean times, hire people, extend their runway, all that stuff. And RegCF CF offers a pretty, um, straightforward pathway to bringing in those smaller dollar amounts. Um. But all that's to say, you know, you were asking about uh, kind of what are our deal flow strategies and, you know, we're we're kind of turning over every stone, I think probably like a lot of people in the startup world. So what we're looking at going into the future is we're seeing more openness to this form of financing and we're really looking for partners that can bring value both, both directions. So whether that's banking partners, real estate partners, venture capital partners, angel groups, we're really looking at people who either have an existing de- source of deal flow or want to be involved in the space. And then we're looking at ways to leverage their networks along with ours. So, and and I think that that's a way in the future we can grow credibility in, you know, having third parties vetting these deals similar to what King's Crowd's doing on a mass scale. And we're looking for individual groups or organizations that can help do that.
0: Sure. And I know one of the things that Net Capital did is you came together with another entity that's now Net Capital Advisors, um, that helps with kind of capital raising strategy. Can you talk about some of the ways they work with your clients to help them raise more capital?
1: Yeah, Net Capital Advisors does a lot of different things. So, you know, they incubate companies from from inception, um, King Crowd being one of them to, to help kind of grow those entities. Uh, but then, you know, when it comes to mar- uh, raising funds, right, it's everything's interlinked. So, you know, it, it starts with kind of the messaging and the page, right? You have to have a good page that can convert. And then from there, you can use digital marketing or other PR strategies to get eyeballs on that page to convert. Um, and then there's the good old-fashioned, um, you know, knocking on doors and shaking hands and kissing babies, where you know sometimes you just need someone with a personal network to open some doors for you. And our advisory group can can do some of those things and also help advise and help founders do some of that for themselves.
0: Hmm. That's great. Um, so when you kind of think about you know net capital and and some of the um, some of the areas that that you're kind of considering. Like when you look at, sorry, let me rephrase that. So sure. for net capital um, in terms of that deal flow, I know we were seeing really heavily last year, late 2021, tons of technology type companies trying to raise capital, and we've seen actually kind of an interesting mix shift where there's been like a lot of food and bev. Um, companies that actually cash flow better than, than technology companies. Are you seeing uh, a growing interest coming from kind of this, I won't even call it small business. A lot of them are doing pretty hefty revenues, but kind of medium-sized businesses looking to utilize this as almost like a mid-tier, like private equity uh, type of play where they're raising capital for what is essentially growth capital for businesses that are already doing rather well.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen that kind of throughout our history in in. So in, in a bunch of different ways, right? So we've seen it in the food and beverage or consumer product space. We've also seen it with companies that, um, you know, one that comes to mind is a company called ORPC that raised with us a couple of years ago. And they just weren't a good fit for venture, but mm-hmm. they but they had growth trajectories and they had, you know, uh, at least the ability to, to generate cash and things like that. So I think you've definitely seen this space adapt to fit the deals that are interested in it versus, uh, you know, traditional financing models that, you know, venture needs a certain growth profile, and they need an exit in 10 years and all of these things. And they, they kind of you know, sometimes shoehorn businesses into that model. And I think what you found with Reg CF is this ability for companies to say, here's what we're going to do, and we're going to do it our way. Do you people out in the world agree? And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Uh, but when they do, it can create a really powerful kind of flywheel effect for the business.
0: It's interesting you say that um, going to the investor side of that, you know, we've seen that a lot of platforms they will see people come in for that first deal. It's the friends and family round for a company they know or literally like directly a friend of a company that decides to list and they make the investment and then they don't take action afterwards. Um, are there things that you're doing at Net Capital to try and engage some of these people? Because sometimes for me, I, I look at the industry and I just go, like, there's so much more opportunity. There's a lot of people who, you know, they get their first foray into the market, but they never step deeper. And it's how do we start to engage that broader audience to engage more deeply with our industry? Um, th- what are some tactics and thoughts you kind of have along those lines?
1: I'm thinking about the same things that you are, which is, you know, it's a, it's such an under utilized aspect of our of our whole industry is you're exactly right so many people come here invest in one deal and never come back and so you know i think what you know what's on our mind is that you know as we've seen the kind of ebbs and flows in the industry one of the things that's on my mind and my thesis around this is is creating a richness of community and education around these deals that brings people back in again and again so you know what I think what everyone realizes is that right now, the platforms, we're all pretty basic. You have some information about the company. Sometimes it doesn't. it's hard to get updates from that company. It's hard to engage people over the long run. So we're thinking about a couple of things. The first is making sure that these companies update their investors, which they're notoriously bad at. So we've actually brought on a full-time person whose job it is to kind of nudge the companies and help them do investor relations help them talk to their, their investors? Because it's important when those companies want to come back, raise again, things like that, that they keep these relationships fresh. Um, we're spending a lot of time right now. One of our initiatives for this year is to think a lot about how do we create value for our community, um, whether it's through webinars or information sessions or videos or downloadable eBooks. You know, you know the, the 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 choices are endless, but. We want to create value for people so that they can learn and dive deeper into the space. I think, you know, both you and I and a lot of people in it are very passionate about, which is funding innovation and helping these companies get off the ground. Ultimately, none of us are going to succeed, whether it's the issuers, the investors, or the, the, the players in the space like the Funding Portals and King's Crowd, if people don't get some kind of returns. Mm-hmm. And what I worry a lot about is the lack of diversification. Right, uh, you know, every venture investor will tell you that they're going to invest in twenty to forty deals and hope that one of them is successful. Uh, I worry about the people who invest in only one deal and don't diversify their assets. Uh, you know, this is a highly risky asset class. People should only be investing a very tiny part of their portfolio. They shouldn't invest anything they can't afford to lose. Um, but you know, putting all your eggs in one basket in here is a recipe for not making good returns. Um, and we don't know if, you know, we don't know what the return profile is going to look at, look like for these companies over the long run. So, you know, I really do hope that people kind of start engaging a little bit more and, and diving in and diversifying.
0: That is something that we think a lot about as well. And, you know, this is an interesting time in that we're certainly going to see a lot of companies fall out. Uh, and there's probably going to be the first big wave. There's been a handful and we, we try our, our very best to kind of keep on top of companies that are either going under, raising a new round of funding, having an exit, or IPOing. Um, but we've certainly heard about more companies going under in the last, call it, three to six weeks than I probably heard in five years. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of this stuff that, you know, kind of like the iceberg, it's just poking out and you realize below it, there's a lot of issues. A lot of these companies are going to kind of fall out. And one of the things is, you know, investors need to recognize that A, there's a long game, B, you do need a lot of companies in portfolio, and C, the best will take a long time to actually return. Um, But one of the things that does excite me about net capital um, is the potential to help create a liquid market, somewhere where you could actually get liquidity and sell your shares prior to an exit or an IPO down the road. Um, I know there were some recent developments on that front. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things you're working on to eventually bring that to market?
1: Yeah. And, and actually, I'd like to make one point on, on what you were talking about before nice. I get into kind of liquidity. And that's one thing I hope investors start to realize. And, and you know, some will and some won't is that there is value in the companies we lose. And I think it's super important to recognize that because, you know, when you invest in an indexed fund or you're, you're investing in the public markets, really all you're doing is buying shares from another investor. Right. In, the, in these reg CF primary offerings, you're funding the company. No one's, you know, is presuming it's not fraud, right? Those those companies aren't taking it and putting it in the founders' pocket. They're funding the next round of growth in their company, and there are going to be companies that do great things that fail, whether they create patents or they train the next generation of entrepreneurs or they, you know, create a solution that you know maybe it gets sold off for parts, but it's the seed of the next great innovation. And so I hope that, and that's part of the reason why we care so much about investor updates and the kind of non-monetary returns for investors because I hope the investors start to realize that they're going to get some losses, but hopefully that there was some value created there. And listen, you know, uh, value and, and good feelings don't pay the bills, right? But none of these investments should be paying your bills. Um, but I do think that there's value here uh, that we're creating no matter what. And I, and I hope that that kind of can shine through to kind of dull the blow of some of these companies that go out of business. Um, but that being said, you know, Capital did recently announce a partnership with an ATS, um, uh, which is, you know, their job is to allow liquidity and transfer of shares between investors. And so, you know, I can't speak too much about that, but, you know, I can speak about the, the general goal, right, which is Reg CF was designed to democratize access to the, cap- the private capital markets. Um, and I, if you can tell, I've kind of a true believer in this stuff, right? Like most of the growth in the economy is happening in the private markets and everyday investors should have access to that, you know, with some really great guardrails, and I think ReXF is going a long way towards doing that. Uh, but, you know, it's one thing to be have access to invest in the deal. It's another thing to be able to get your money back out. And we think in a capital that liquidity is just vital to making this ecosystem healthy for everyday people, both for founders and for these investors. Because if you're an everyday investor, sometimes you got a car payment or a mortgage payment or you want to send your kid to college and you might not be able to sell your securities. Right. These are highly illiquid private companies but we think you should have the shot at it at least to see if someone is willing to buy it uh and so you know net capital has been committed from day one to making that part of our system uh it's incredibly technically and legally challenging to do and and you know we're, we're fighting that battle every day but you know we're committed to helping our investors um you know have that ability as they go forward because we don't think that this makes sense for people without that
0: the liquidity element i think is really exciting because it it takes that 10 or 12 year curve to see a lot of the returns on some of the bigger company and it allows you to have those one two three four five x's in that two to five year period right and that can be very very meaningful and what it also does is it kind of creates velocity in the ecosystem where those dollars could then be reinvested into new companies which becomes primary capital to fund the next company, the next company, the next company. And also, by the way, it goes to something we were talking about earlier, right, which is the importance of companies reporting and providing information about their business. Because if you start seeing your stock prices going lower because people don't think you're doing well because you're not saying anything, it might force you to think a little more creatively about making sure that you're getting out there and putting the GERD word out about all the things you are working on. I know we try and do it quarterly, plus we do updates in between when there's some major event. Um, But you're right. Several issuers are really, really poor about providing that information, and it's a real detriment to the industry. I think it's very, very important that companies do provide that. Um, So glad to hear that you guys are working on both getting companies to report as well as helping with kind of figuring out these liquidity solutions. What do you think are some of the other kind of catalysts and important things you think we need as an industry to help both drive more attention and interest in this space um, and also get more engagement in people investing dollars?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I do think liquidity and and things like that will help. And I think it's obviously going to be very important that, like you said, velocity, I think, is a good word. Um, We're just at the beginning still. And hopefully investors stick around for the long run. They reinvest their earnings. They, you know, keep funding companies because it's going to take a while. But these companies, you know, I, I think that, you know, more startups are good for the economy, more innovation is good for good for people so seeing returns is certainly going to be helpful continuing to grow the pie and then i think it's incumbent you know and chris i appreciate everything you guys do at king's crowd i think it's incumbent upon all of the the portals and king's crowd and every other player in the space to continue to kind of i'll call it like grow responsibly like we need to keep educating people on what all of this means um this isn't as simple as you know um Sometimes people make it out to be. And so making sure investors understand what's going on, we make these products simple um, so that investors understand that, you know, when they buy a share of stock, it's just a share of stock. There's not any crazy terms al- along with it. Um, I think all those things are super important uh, because, you know, if people don't understand what they're investing in, it's going to be harder to get them to to either do it again or tell their friends. Mm-hmm. But
0: what do you think about the next kind of call it six to 12 months? You know, we're not in technically a recession yet, but you could yes. say you're in a capital recession, right? Um, venture capitalists aren't investing. The numbers are down in our industry. How do you think about the next 12 months?
1: Yeah, I think it's about, you know, a lot of the great startups of, of that are now, you, you know, unicorns and big major businesses that are, aren't really startups anymore like the Facebooks, Ubers of the world. You know, those are companies that were born out of the last recession in 2008. And I think what you see is a lot of companies that survive the bad times thrive in the good times because they figure it out. And I would hope that Reg CF, you know, on a, on a slightly side note, I'm really hoping that Reg CF can become a forcing mechanism to make entrepreneurs better. Like by having to report and having to talk to large groups of people and having to be able to explain yourself should make you a better entrepreneur and should build a more robust business. And so I'm thinking about the next 12, you know, six to 12 months for issuers, they're gonna need capital and there's a capital recession. And Reg CF is a you know now tried and true avenue and 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 plug to the private capital markets where you can raise capital, but you have to be good. And so what I'm really hoping is that we see not only renewed industry in interest in our space so that we get better and better deals, but I'm hoping that entrepreneurs take this opportunity more and more seriously so they they are are out there talking to people more because they're, uh, you know, every startup founder is their own best advocate. And Chris, you know, I know because I saw you do it when when you raised for King's Crowd. Being out there on the front lines is so vital as a, as a founder. Uh, and a lot of founders think that, oh, if I just put my, my you know, company online, people will just invest in it. Um, and so I think you're going to see a lot of companies that don't do very well over the next year. But I think the ones that rise to the top are going, you know, I hope will be very good and and much stronger for it.
0: You talk about, you know, the good companies will figure it out and kind of weather the storm that we're in and come out stronger because of it. What do you think as an industry or some of the things we can do to create more efficiency, to make it a more effective market so that other people look at this and go, my gosh, like how could I not use this space to raise capital and how could I not be investing in this market? to blend my portfolio and have something a little more interesting in my portfolio.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know at Net capital we're trying very hard on the issuer side of things to be as hands-on as possible while still being scalable. So, you know, we offer full teams of people to each of our issuers to help get stuff done. Um, and we try to be as helpful as we can. And I'm hoping that more and more experts take advantage of that and use our expertise and that the industry moves towards a model of not just letting people throw stuff up on a, on a screen, but really kind of trying to, you know, you need to be a little human in this industry. You need a little, you know, founders just need a little bit of help. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of see, a, you know, continue, you know, we're going to continue to focus on you know, the human side of it and making sure our people are as good as they can be and as efficient as they can be to help as many people as possible. Um, and then, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that every founder can make sure they're doing is trying to explain their deal as succinctly as, as possible and making sure that their valuations are in line with the current market. I know we're certainly seeing a lag, you know, RegCF has a, a reputation overall of having high valuations. And I think we're seeing some hangover from 2021, even when valuations were a little crazy and um, a lot of founders haven't caught up yet. And so I'm hoping we see that. As a, you know, I'm hoping that Reg CF becomes a place where you can make value investments, um, and people really, you know, think, oh, this is a great place to, to get a steal and follow this company, invest again and again, and not a place to for a company to maximize its valuation.
0: I, I yeah, I completely agree. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's actually interesting. I would say last year we saw a lot of companies were in, in in our data, like if you looked at what was going on in the venture markets versus the CF markets you're getting deep value across the board on CF deals. This year, I think what happened is a lot of those companies who were venture-backed and had crazy high valuations are now being told, we're going to reduce your valuation by 75% by the VCs. And now they're trying to come into this market and try and hold it somewhere close to where they were so that they don't face mm-hmm. mass extinction or you know dilution, whatever you want to call it. So there's an interesting dynamic going on right now. And I do think there is that lag and we're going to have to figure that out. Um, and completely agree. Being good stewards of the space helps push it forward. Um, so, with that, as we kind of wrap it up, first off, I just want to say uh, I'm not sure if you could say it, but Net Capital is a public company. They are on NASDAQ. You can go in your Robinhood account and NCPL, I believe, is the stock ticker. And you can actually right. invest and own a piece of Net Capital, which I think is cool. Start Engine is the only other platform out there that is really providing an opportunity. I think WeFunder once a year maybe makes it available to be able to invest. But it's fun to be able to own a piece of our industry and be a part of those game changers who are pushing our industry forward. Um, so I do think that's really, really cool. Uh, last question for you here, Rob. You know, as you think a few years down the road, we get out of this kind of wonky period we're in, hopefully on to better and brighter days. What are your hopes for the industry as a whole um, and where would you like to see net capital in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in the short term, you know, the final thing I'll say kind of building off what I was saying before is I hope that every founder who uses Reg CF sees, starts to see themselves as a steward of the industry right there. They're often soliciting to investors who were brought in by companies who came before them, um, and we all benefit from working together, right? This is a rising tide, classic rising tide lifts all boats um, scenario. And so I hope we create a you know, greater sense of community in the long run. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm kind of a true believer in the space. I just think that giving more people access to more deals and having more deals invested in by more people makes the companies better. It gives investors more access. I'm just kind of very, very high on the space. And so I, you know, o- over the years, I'd like to see Reg CF become the standard. I'd like to see, you know, a world where it's odd when a company doesn't use <laughs> a platform and a funding portal. And, you know, five years ago, that seemed like a pipe dream. It doesn't feel so far away anymore, and so I'm really hoping that this really does become the standard where every company does at least one of these, uh, because I think it's the right. I think it's the right thing to do, and I think it makes the companies better, especially when they embrace it.
0: Yeah, I love that. I couldn't agree with you more. Obviously, I hope uh, for our industry that that's, that definitely happens, and I do believe this is on a path to becoming mainstream. So, thank you so much Rob, for your insights, for your thoughts on the industry. Uh, wishing Net Capital the very best here in 2020 three that we're in. And uh, and I hope you guys have a wonderful year. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you everyone, as always, for listening in to the Inside Startup Investing podcast. So if you would like to invest in Kingscrowd and learn more about our entire business, you can go to invest.kingscrowd.com. We hope you join us on the journey.